Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Hello one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, the podcast which aims to take you behind the scenes of the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass, as well as the automotive and social media worlds. I'm your host, Sam, from that YouTube channel Seen Through Glass, and alongside me, as always, Mr. Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Afternoon, good morning. No, good, good afternoon, good evening. Good morning. Well, no, no evening, it's Monday night. Yes, these podcasts do get published every Monday night, but I feel like people don't always tune in as they go live. I think lots of people listen in their own time, you know, whether they're on their way to work or in the car. So, hello. W- whatever time you're listening to Just us. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello from the outside. Sorry, <laughs> oh got, my God. Got a bit carried away with Adele there. That's the uh, coffee kicking in. Mine's uh, cold. <laughs> yours is cold, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had a bit of a technical disaster this morning. I think uh, Sunday mornings aren't working for me today because uh, I've just been. I've been all over the shop, haven't I? All over the place. He's Bre- kicked everything. Kicked He's- everything, breaking microphones, pulling out cables. Lost but- his hair, the lot. <laughs> <laughs> that happened a long time ago, Tony. So yes, we, we should have started recording about 30 minutes ago. But, uh, but anyway, our coffees have gone cold and we're just getting started now. Um, but welcome. If you're watching us here on YouTube, uh, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and turn on notifications so you don't miss our weekly episodes. Plus the bonus episodes, which I am now creating and delivering on the the odd occasion to have come out good. now. Thank you very much. No, very good boy. Glad you enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, we also surpassed 30,000 subscribers. You hit the right one at least. Uh, there we go. When are we going to get to 50? Well, this ho- year? hopefully soon enough. Uh, yeah, I, come on, guys. <laughs> it, it will be this year, surely. 50,000 subscribers is that target <clears throat> that we're trying to get to um, so that one of you can come and join us. Uh, a, a side note for those of you listening, because uh, there are lots of you that actually listen as well alongside. Don't just tune in. Thank you for listening and make sure to keep following us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on. Sounds like an ambulance outside. Not for us. Hopefully for, uh, well, hopefully to save somebody. Yeah, hopefully for the person it's intended yeah. for. Is that what you were trying to say? I was trying to segue into coronavirus, but, oh, no. but yeah, I just, uh, as I say- it's, Do we need to talk about that today? We do, unfortunately. Mm, okay. Yeah, because I, I did ask a lot of people to suggest some topics for us to discuss, and 95% of the topics were, how's corona going to affect this? How's corona going to- Will corona mean I can buy a 288 GTO for 30 grand? No. <laughs> Are you sure? A hundred percent, mate. Okay, well, we're going to get into it. Uh, We're also going to talk about the fact that the F1 season, well... It's been postponed uh, and or cancelled. Well, Mate, there's lot. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Just because you don't like football, <laughs> I would bet that 95% of our audience do. So we, if we're going to talk about F1, we're going to talk about football as well. Okay, fine. So we're going to talk about football. Human. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are going to talk about what's been going on because it, despite the fact that the world is uh, is ending around us, we've both, we've both been busy. Armageddon. Yeah, Armageddon is on, but we've both been doing bits. Uh, I drove a car this week, which I know uh, you're going to want to discuss, but we're going to want to discuss, which was the 
Lamborghini Urus. So we're going to be getting into that. Good call. Um, and, well, I will tease it now. We're going to talk about my potential desire for a raging bull. But maybe not the one that you would think of. So we'll come back to that. I can see Tony's face because I didn't tell him about this. But that's I wanted to surprise him with oh, the you topic. Surpri- I mean, I literally don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, we'll come back to it. But yes, welcome to, I think we are now on episode eight of season three of Behind the Glass. As I say, make sure to subscribe, turn on notifications, give us a thumbs up, all the malarkey, leave us a review, go follow Tony on Instagram, follow me on Instagram, do what you need to do, get yourself a coffee and we'll Keep get us cracking rolling. with today's episode. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible Resistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So, sport is off. Sport has been cancelled, Tony. It's all gone. It's all gone. It's all gone. To the... And rightly so, by the way. Yes. Okay, well, let's just get the sort of, you know, the, the bare facts out of the way. Uh, whatever you might think about Corona, whether you believe it's a conspiracy theory from China, whether you think it's been released by the Russians, whether you are it's genuinely... It's been released by the Russians. <laughs> no, I know, but some... Fake news, bro. Yeah. There's people out there with weird conspiracy theories. So why is the Russians' fault, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious, isn't it? Old Putin. Old Putin. You cannot upset him. No, but, you know, <laughs> maybe they're really nice people and it's just like they're just sitting there going why is everyone so mean about us yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah whatever you might think it's obviously uh, a serious threat uh, to, to lots of different people around the world and love people are being lost uh, prematurely uh, due to this virus one way or another that is un deniable um but yes the world is reacting in in a relatively strong way which i guess is necessary yeah. uh, it would be surprising if all these different governments uh, just sort of went blindly into quarantines and lockdowns without really like investigating and <laughs> working out whether that's worthwhile so yes we have to take this seriously and we will discuss it it's going to probably be an underlying theme today's podcast i think we are all quite bored of it though do you know what i mean like it's just i feel like it's everywhere yeah I mean, it is literally everywhere, <laughs> but, but on the news agenda, like all you talk about for, for the last three days, I feel like all I've discussed is coronavirus. Yeah. So we'll try and keep it light. Yeah. 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 But and we're f- not doctors, by the way. This is a, these are personal opinions before you all start in the comments. Absolutely. We are not doctors. We're just 
gathering information from what we know. And that's so, a very good point, Tony. Yeah. And I think it's important to say that you, the only people you should be listening to are doctors yeah. and health experts. Yeah. No one else. Yeah. Absolutely no one else. They're the only people you should be listening to. Um, so definitely not us. Yeah. Um, but uh, in the ways that it has affected our lives, as in Tony and I personally, for me, uh, one of the biggest, not frustration, but upsets was the F1 season not getting up and rolling. Well, today, right now, should be the Australian Grand Prix. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, cancelled very last minute. Now, before I rant, what are your thoughts on this, Tony? What, the cancellation? The cancellation, but did you see how they went about the cancellation? Well, first of all, it was from what I read, because I'm not... I mean, I do like F1, and I like to watch it. But you're really, really into it. Like, I'm, a, you I'm a nerd. You are a nerd. Yeah. So you know a lot more than me. But from what I understand, someone in McLaren had contracted it somehow, or whatever, or a couple of them. So McLaren pull out. And then the governing body seemed to react really slow on making a decision to completely cancel it. I mean, I, I thought the obvious was to just cancel it, full stop. Um, and it was just odd. And and the same with the football, mate, as well. Like, you know, you've got, you've got football teams and football managers that had contracted it. And up until Friday, all the games were going ahead at the weekend. And, and they then just all of a sudden said, right, no, that's it. But they were all just a bit slow. Uh, my feeling is that this is because of money. The, it's always the, money. And the problem is the minute someone cancels it or someone pulls out, that then indicates, you know, who is not to blame, but I, uh, what's it called? Um, who's liable. Yeah, who's responsible yeah. and liable. So I think that's what it boiled down to with the FIA and the race organisers and the government. Basically, who was going to say it's off then dictates who's paying money back, who's getting refunded, who's not getting refunded, etc. Now, in my mind, the big problem with this was, yes, it was all a bit last minute. Firstly, should have should Formula One have gone ahead with the Australian Grand Prix in general? Considering how much planning is involved, how far in advance they need to start sending Formula One cars and, and teams and all of these different elements, I think once they were got the ball rolling, it was so far ahead, like we weren't at a point where the world was in lockdown. You know what I mean? It, it's about a month ahead that stuff starts going out. Um, but once they were on the ground as such, and the global climate had changed, they probably should have had something in place for, you know, a, a scenario where like, okay, fine, we've got to call this thing off. And it seemed to be that they were kind of like taken by surprise, like, yeah. oh, we are going to have to call it off, or how are we going to do that? And what ended up happening was the morning of practice, Friday morning, as crowds are gathering at the gates to attend the Grand Prix, some people have flown in from all around the world, but yeah, also yeah, from Australia. Um, they announced that the Grand Prix wasn't taking place. Yep. People are like walking into the gates. So I think that was really bad form. And F1 uh, in today's age isn't a sport that I think gets looked upon that fondly. Greta Thunberg don't like no F1. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't like anything. She doesn't like anything. Um, by the way, complete side note here. Sorry to get completely distracted. There's a YouTube channel called Sailing Le Vagabond. Uh, it's actually quite a fun channel that I discovered a while ago. It's an a Australian guy and an Australian girl sailing the world. They just sailed Greta Thunberg from America to Lisbon 
Actually, it was about six months ago, but they just released the videos. Really interesting. Really? I think so. Go check it out, people. That's a big plug for Sailing Le Vagabond. They did like four or five episodes. Firstly, it is terrifying. It looks terrifying yeah, to yeah. sail across the Atlantic. Oh Not my, for me. My dad did it back in 90... Yeah, back in 96 or something like that on a huge big sailboat, um, sailed the Atlantic. And at the time, I was like, oh, it looks like he's on a jolly. Uh, but seeing this vlog, I'm like, oh my God, no, that is... Serious. Serious stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but, but, but long story, sure i think uh uh f1 doesn't get looked fondly upon at the moment and the way they handled this seemed to be bad and the end result is australian grand prix cancelled bahrain cancelled china cancelled vietnam cancelled the first four grand prix now there's a weird phrasing going on which i will ask you about football in a second is postponing versus cancelling because i think the hope is that these these races will be brought back at some point later in the year the upsetting part is we have no idea when this F1 season might start. Uh, they're saying hopefully sort of May time back in Europe. But given that Europe is now the centre of this... The epicentre. The epicentre, thank you, <clears throat> uh, of this disease. Um, I'm not really sure that's going to happen. My thinking is, like, th this is a global issue, but Formula One, as an example, McLaren or Mercedes or Ferrari will have spent close to $200 million developing cars for this season. If that goes to waste, if those cars never hit the track, like, how can any company just wipe clear $200 million? Well, uh, their manufacturers can because of the the, the, the money they generate. But, but are they going to generate that money still? But what, what we don't know is the big say in sport is TV, mate. Yeah. Like... Um, are the TV companies because they, they get a slice of the money that's just what happens it happens in football it happens all over the world in, in all different sports when there's TV involved they get a slice that's the whole point so are the TV because we're all paying our subscriptions still sure. so we're not going to not pay our subscriptions so um, is the TV money still going to filter down I mean we don't know we don't yeah. you know but in the grand scheme of things 200 million quid to Mercedes and, and Ferrari is really just a drop in the ocean. It's not, you know, I know so, it's, it's so terrifying to think that though. Isn't no, it? no, no, but it is mate. I mean, yeah. you know, they're huge companies. So they could just take a blip. For yeah. They're just going to, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, it's just one of them things. Isn't it? Meanwhile, I mean, people are dying. Lawrence Stroll over there at racing point, you know, <laughs> I mean, he's I had a nightmare. Isn't uh, he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So briefly talk to me about football. So, um, should Liverpool win the league? Should they get the, the crown? So, so how you're a bit of a F1 nerd and I'm a little bit of a football nerd. I follow it like I follow yeah. the Premier League really closely. And I think I follow, well, maybe you follow F1 a bit more than I follow football. I definitely am aware of what goes on in football and, yeah. I, and I keep an eye on it, but I definitely am not like you. So yeah, so I, all I've seen is that the league and everything's been suspended right at the moment. Suspended. The, 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 the difference between F1 and football is that F1... Um, the postponement is a lot easier than it is in football. So, um, because footballers are fit, healthy people, if they've got going to quarantine for two weeks, which they have, most of them they've been sent into isolation, they then need an, an, another two or three weeks to get back to match fit. You can't just send them out. Sure. You know, they're, 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 they're finely tuned human beings. They're athletes. You know, they'll get injured and, you know, you, they, they need to build back up to it, which is why they play at the level they play at. With an F1 car, it's already, you know, when if, if, if they say, right, we're back on, 
the F1 car just roll out. It's ready. You know, the the, the, the drivers, are, they keep fit in a different way. They'll just carry on their regime. And football's quite, you know, it's different because it's, a, it's more of a, uh, how would I put it? More of a live, um, you know, a human sport. Sure. You know, and involves a team as opposed to a one. So, yeah, I, 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 I don't see how they can carry on. Uh, postponement now, yeah. but I don't think the league's going to finish. Okay. I think it's going to get cancelled. So what will happen if it gets cancelled, from what I gather, again, I'm, I'm, I don't know because I'm not going to make the decision, obviously, is that they just draw a line under it and as like it's never happened. So wow. Liverpool don't win the league. Wow. The teams in the relegation zone don't go down. The teams in the championship that are at the top, they don't come up. Wow. You just draw a line through it and it's void. Do you think that's how it should be? I, I, I think that that's the fairest way. Because what happens is, okay, what, what is clear cut is that Liverpool will win the league. They're 20-odd points. They're going to win the league. But that's the most clear-cut thing. But would Liverpool, as a club, want to be given the league without actually really officially winning it? Like, there's always going to be that... Well, you didn't really win it, though, did you? Because the, the season's not finished. Uh, yeah, I think they would probably take it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think what's unfair probably is those in the relegation zone who maybe could, over the next few matches, still fight their way out and they won't be given that opportunity. I think they're... Because I'm assuming it's tighter at the lower end. Yeah, so, so, so what happens is, is obviously it's much more clear-cut at the top than it is at the bottom. And the middle as well. There's obviously a huge amounts of money in football. And you've got the Champions League places as well, which there's three or four teams fighting for that, which isn't, you know, that's not nailed on of where they are. So, okay, not giving Liverpool the league is a shame because they do deserve it. But cancelling, just putting a line under it probably um, messes up two or three teams and then a couple of the championship teams. Mm. But but um, cancelling it, no, not cancelling it. Just saying, right, this is where you finish now, postpone. Yeah. Th- this is where your positions are. That affects a lot more teams. I see. So the, 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 the fairest way is to just... I mean, they've done it in the war, I think. This is why they think that this is what they're going to do. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a mess, mate. It's, it's a mess. Yeah. It, the, I mean, the whole world is a mess. That, that's the thing. And I think, you know, this isn't, this isn't the end of it, unfortunately. Um, and we're just going to have to hold tight and see what happens. Yeah. And it's, as you say, not, not something we're involved with, but we as fans uh, care about. Um, but anyway, should we talk about some cars? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Sorry. We've done the sport bit. That was, yeah, that was 15 minutes of, of uh, a heavy sport. Was that 15 minutes? Yeah. Oh, dear. I know, I suddenly realised we got a bit carried away there. Yeah. Apologies, is anyone still listening? <laughs> no, we're gone. <laughs> Hello. Um, well, yeah, if you are still listening, thank you for bearing with us uh, at that point. I, I, I would hope that we have enough F1 and football fans there that that was maybe interesting, I guess. Mate, mate you'll be surprised. Yes, it? okay. It's- anyway, back to the regular programming, please. Um, so... <laughs> I think I need to plug to unplug them. I mean, them tunes, mate. Oh my God, I love these buttons so much on my little <laughs> podcast desk. Uh, let's get into it. So this week I saw popping up on old Gravelwood car sales, 718 Cayman GT4. Yeah. Talk to me, because I still haven't, I, I mean, I've seen a few on the road now. They've come past me, but I haven't sat in one. I haven't driven one. I'm assuming you have driven this one. Yeah, yeah. What's it been like? Um, so I had the old car. Um, I didn't like it, the old car. I, I remember you had a yellow one at one point, but you had a, one before that, no? Yeah, so I had uh, I'd one that was 
uh, stock car, and then um, and then I had I bought a, a high spec yellow car, um, but the clutch was really heavy. It wasn't really very nice on long the road. gears. Long gears, um, yeah, j- just not really very good for the road. Okay, and um, do you, you think the hype was not? worth it as in it was overhyped that previous gt4 um not not over because there was nothing else like it so um yeah it, it, you know the the fact that it was fetching the the big over lists which obviously them days are gone now but um it, you know it was fetching huge money because there was nothing else like it yeah. like if you wanted to get a gt car at the at, at the time you had the first gen GT3. Sure. That would have been... 991.1. 991.1, which still would have been strong money. Um, and then you had the GT3 RS. Yeah. Gen 1 that had just come out, which was bonkers money. And it was the first mid-engine GT car, right? Am of I thinking right, think about that? Yeah, yeah. Mod- modern day, apart from GT1s Cayman, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think it was that good for the road. It just didn't... It was always in third gear and... The clutch was awful. Okay. This new car, yeah, is not. It's the opposite. Okay. It's so good. Really? Yeah. Honestly, like it. It's so usable on the road. Well, I had that Cayman S, which you helped me source and sell. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, yeah. it, it was the engine was awful in terms of emotion and character, but what a brilliant everyday car. Yeah. So I'm assuming they've taken a lot of those principles and applied it to this GT4. Has it lost a bit of character because of that? Or does it still feel, not special, but does it still feel like something... No, it has still got its character. Um, um, the noise is slightly different. Yeah. It doesn't. It definitely doesn't sound quite as good. Regulations. But regulations, we can't do anything about that. Just fit an aftermarket exhaust on it. Here he is, buddy. All right, Paul Wallace is back on the show. No, no, it's not for me. But <laughs> Get army tricks in there. You uh, uh, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of bespoke... Um, Exhaust yeah, systems. Exhaust systems. Sound like a good now. salesman right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's plenty of bespoke exhaust systems for this car. Oh, well, it is what I do for a living. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, it, it, it's much nicer on the much nicer on the road. Much more compliant. The gears are shorter. Okay. Um, the ratios are shorter. Um, so you're changing gear more often. The clutch is a lot lighter, which is the main thing because you change gear. You use your, using the clutch a lot, and if you've got a big heavy clutch, I mean, it's just not nice. So. And in terms of value, these ones don't seem to be fetching the crazy premiums that the previous ones did. So uh, we're like a hundred grand ish, right? If you're not getting it list. Yeah. So a, a really a really high spec car. So the one that we've got has got everything on it. Ticked tick all the boxes. All the boxes, yeah. It was um, ninety, just under ninety-eight list. Okay. So it's literally, you know, as as high a spec as sure. you can get, pretty much. Um, and we we've got that car up at five over list. Okay. So I mean, we we priced it to sell it. So it, you know, we we we're not, you know, most of them are ten. 12 over that sort of thing but we we've priced to sell it to so get rid of it and and i've got people on it already and wow. it, uh, yeah so i wouldn't actually be surprised by the time this podcast goes out I'll if it's already it. sold yeah yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah don't yeah. call tony about it basically no, call, no, call yeah. me just in case <laughs> oh. yeah but you know i think gt4 is one of those cars that for a lot of people you know okay it's not sub 100k maybe yeah i'm sure you could probably find a few sub 100k or maybe you could get a slot from porsche if you go and buy some panameras and mccann's um, yeah. but uh, but what i mean is it's like a sort of attractive 
entry level sports car slash supercar. Do you know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when the when the when the original GT4 come out, it was the best sports car for the money best driver's car for sure yeah. and the new one is as well okay there isn't there isn't a better car there's nothing else it. like that because no. that's the, i think no. you've then got to spend another 20 or 30 grand to have that same kind of you know focus track focus sensation GT3. right yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah or you could get something that's not a porsche <laughs> you could get something that's not a porsche <laughs> yeah. but if you're going to use it for track I there's no point you only buy a porsche <laughs> oh god no, by no. the way did i message you are you going to silverstone on wednesday so I talk uh, to you about that? No, I'm uh, RMA day. I could go, but I'm. Uh, but, well, I might. I might go because I, I'm normally busy, but I might not be busy <laughs> with Corona. But yeah. Um, okay. Well, I might go as well. Let's talk about that after okay. the show. Sorry, that's probably a private conversation. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, moving on, uh, talking about cars for sale, like that GT4 that you've got. I spotted last night coming up for auction a Gen One Green RS4. <gasps> the B5. I was going to say, is that the B5? Yeah. Yeah. So back in the, what was the equivalent B or C or whatever, A3 of that era? Do you know these codes? I never know these model codes. Not a clue. Okay. Well, whatever the, the S3 of that generation, which is what I call the bubbly ones. It's not the boxy ones. I call them the bubbly ones. Yeah, I yeah. had that car. I had an S3 of that shape and it was super nice. It had a like, white leather interior. It was black, had the nice wheels. And, at the time I had it, everywhere I went, people com complimented it. And I thought it was great. It just, I, I didn't keep it for that long. And anyway, I've always looked at the B5 RS4 going, oh, that's a, that's a lovely car. Manual, I think, Turbo V6. Um, just looks great. I think it's a bit of a harsh ride. But anyway, long story short, I've always kept my eye on them. And this car's come up. It's an MTM tuned car going up for auction with, a, I think, an estimate of like 18 to 22 grand. What? Now, yeah. <laughs> Well, no. Okay, you say this right. That seems like a lot of money. But it's a huge amount of money. Gen 1 RS4s, mate, they are still big money. I'm talking like there's one up for 36 grand online at the moment. Like they range from 22 to like 36, depending they on mileage. They can't be selling for that, surely. And they come and go, because I've been keeping my eye on them for a while, and they are strong money. Because if you look at the rival, well, at the moment, I also was looking at a C43 AMG, not the new ones, because they're... Where is it? Hold on. Entertainment. No. No. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, oh, God. Sorry. Oh, God. Sorry. 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 Oh, that was a nice... <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I mean, I was, you just pushed I... all the buttons. <laughs> I was looking for that. Yeah, let's on the left. The... I know. Oh, anyway, well, let's leave that out. Yeah, let's uh, not do that anymore. The modern day C43 is crap, but the original C43 I've looked at for a while. And that's sub. That's around 10K still. Yeah. Which kind of makes a bit more sense. So the RS4s, I think, are extortionate. Um, but this one is just super, super cool. And I've never bought a car from auction before. And that's why I wanted to bring this up. Nor have I. Have you not? And don't. Even in business? Nope. And why do you say and don't? Because invariably, there's a reason why they're in an auction. They're not really that very good. <laughs> well, no. I mean, it's like all your cars anyway, so you might as well go. <laughs> I mean, it, it looks like you bought all your cars from auction. <laughs> suit my collection perfectly. <laughs> um, but no, but I, I feel like this might be a bit of a Tony... Tony, I mean, I, can, like, I mean, we can go to auction if you want, mate. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, I, I mean, think it'll be fun. But don't, but like, don't overbid for me. Like, I'm nervous. You'll be like, oh, yeah, he is. Like, just putting in bids left, right, and centre. No, I won't do that. No, I think it'll be fun, mate. Because it'll be a bit nerve wracking. Won't be nerve wracking for me. I mean, because <laughs> you've got all the cash. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll just advise you because they not keep, to buy. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, be positive, Tony. Okay. Because I feel at the minute, especially in, 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 let's say it again, the global climate, um, some steals have been made at recent uh, auctions. A 570S the other day, other day went for like 70 grand at auction. No, that's not a steal, mate. That's normal. <laughs> Fair. Um, but, but... I would love the experience of trying to buy a car at auction. Okay. And whilst 18 to 22 is an estimate is like, I just don't have that money. Yeah, so like, where are we going then? 15, I, I maybe I could somehow piece together. Like, you know, I, uh, maybe. Basically, because the, the point is, once the Mini goes, the Clubman JCW, which I've been very kindly lent by Mini, uh, I need a sensible daily. I need something. And, and I had Ivan the Volvo, who was brilliant and cost me a grand. That died. But exploded and died. So I need something like in between, you know what I mean? I don't want a brand new Mini because I specced up a JCW and it was nearly 40 grand. Yeah, they are. It's yeah. amazing. Whilst I have a history of buying very expensive Just hot buy, hatches. Just buy a two-year-old. We've got exactly what you've got. got a no, no, you don't. You, 20. Yeah, it's a two-year-old car. So I, what? I want the new ones, mate. Well, but, but you're on about buying a 20-year-old RS4. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Because that's different. Like it, with the modern like hot hatch, I want like the latest Clubman JCW because I'm, okay. I'm a loser like that. Whilst if I was, oh, it's like a modern classic hot estate. So RS4, C43, I don't know what else. <laughs> BMW you know what I mean? didn't make one, did they? No, they've never made an like Alpine? A, a hot M car. Yeah, an Alpino or whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah. So, so yeah, so, th so, so this is kind of my thinking. So I feel like we could go to the auction. I've now ruined my entire bidding strategy because someone else who's going to the auction probably listening to the podcast and they know that my limit's 15 grand. No so one is, push no me. one, no one is going to bid on that card. You'll safely win it, mate. Don't worry. I think you're wrong, Tony. This, this okay. is where I think, unfortunately, you're a little bit blinkered, a little over-opinionated about the modern classic market. I'm not, I'm not blinkered or over. I cannot get... Get my head around. How many miles it got? Mate, you said... <laughs> how many miles has it done? <laughs> I can't tell you. I can't. I can't say. More than 100? <laughs> yes. I mean, that is not... I mean, you cannot... I mean, you... Well, I mean, I don't know what to say. More than 100,000 miles, yes. Really? Yeah. And it's going between... I think a lot more. Oh, my God. Let me see if it's still got it open on my laptop. Um, yeah, it's... I mean, but, I am literally in the wrong job. You are. You are, but th but also like this is what I mean. Where I think you are overpinning sometimes. I mean, you said that you wouldn't buy a Veyron because it doesn't have sat nav. I mean, that that is a bit of a here we go. Um, no, no, because I'd rather a Chiron. Yeah, but you can't blame a hundred and seven thousand. That's not that bad. <laughs> How old is it? Like a two thousand and two thousand and one. It's so cool, though, mate. All right. It's so cool. So why don't you then? Mm -hmm. Why don't you just buy the S4, which has got the V8 engine in yeah, it? Yeah, I did think about that. Which is five grand. I did think about that. Do I need the RS4? No. And you could probably get an RS4 body kit, couldn't you? No. Who cares? I do. You're just I going to look the part. Well, <laughs> but don't the, buy an RS4 then. Well, no, <laughs> no, but the thing is, well, the, this one doesn't make sense. The Gen 1 RS6, the, the B6, the B... I, mean, I don't know these codes, but people going on me for not knowing them. That is still cheap. That's like seven grand for like an RS6 plus. Is that the V10 one? No, that's the V8 Eight. turbo. Right. Um, automatic. So that's the letdown because it's yeah. early automatic car. Um, bigger, obviously. Still looks cool. Still the part. But w why are these RS4s so much? I don't know. 
I don't know. I mean, I honestly can't. I know I, you don't know. Cause I it's like, could not tell you. If someone rang me up and said, I've got that car in Park Exchange. You'd say, no, I don't want it. I'd say, no, I don't want it. But then you're he, missing out, mate. I'm not missing out because he would say to me, he would say to me, yeah, I want 20 grand for it. And he'd want to part exchange it for a two-year-old RS4. And I just would not be able to get my head around it. I'd go, no, you're all right, thanks. I'll but, keep the car I got. But, the, the, but that is how much, that is their value, mate. Well, the, they no, are no. twenty grand. No, the, 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 they're not. That's what they're advertised for. That's not what they're. I mean, I wouldn't give twenty grand for it. It's my job, <laughs> so that's not their value. But but what would you give for it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put a price on it myself. I'd ring some other nutcase. I kind of want you to ring a nutcase because I I just I I have been looking at these cars for a long time, and I know you say that's what they're advertised at, but they do come and go. They're not like I don't know what NSXs or whatever that sit there for months and months and months not selling. These cars get bought and get sold. And whether there's someone going in there and bidding five grand under and taking it away, fine. But that means they're 15 grand, which is still a lot of money for a 2001, 100,000 mile Okay, so if there, if there is a specialist, not a kid that thinks he knows what he's talking about, if there is a specialist person that buys these RS4s, I'd like you to get in contact with me, email or phone or whatever, because I'd like to keep your number for when I get one of these in part exchange. But you have to work in the trade. I don't want a kid ringing me up and say, Tony, I know what they're worth. <laughs> Honestly. Which is basically me. But, I've looked at auto trader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we, we want a specialist in early noughties German whips. Yeah. So you can be a BMW, you can be a Mercedes guy, but- What are they worth? Know, yeah, what are they worth? Because this is what they seem to trade for. And- I think they're amazing. I love it. This is the car that I want, and I but I can't afford it at twenty grand and a hundred thousand mile car. My Ivan the Volvo. I would not want to afford it. He was a grand grand. Ivan the Volvo. Fair. Yeah, fair. Exactly. If it lasts you six months and you throw the thing away, it's cost you a grand. Yeah. Who cares? But twenty grand, I would expect the car to have thirty thousand miles. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I would need it to be like nearly new. Yes. You've already talked me out of this bike. <laughs> buying this car. Well Mate, done. Mate, it's not a thing. Yeah, I think I, you're right. Unless I'm wrong. Like I said, if there's a specialist out there that knows their true worth, that actually sells them and buys them, p- please get in contact but, with me. You know, but you're right. The bit that I hadn't taken into account is because the because I've used to having a car with over 100,000 miles. I was like, oh yeah, whatever. But actually paying that much for a car with over 100,000 miles because the amount of work you're going to have to do to it, right? Mate, you can get yeah. the you can get the, the, the V8 2015 car for 26, 27 grand. Really? With 40,000 miles on it, yeah. Won't look as cool, though. So what? <laughs> I mean, it'll work. I mean, I, don't, I, I, I would assume it's an Audi, and it, I mean, it, yeah. it will work still, but... No, but hey, technology's moved forward, so just... Oh, thank you. You know, parts Not weren't as developed. Yeah. Anyway, I still think we should go to an auction, though. I feel we like that would be a be fun, fun main channel video. Yeah. We've got to go and... We've got to find cars that we would bid on. Yeah. Let's go to a classic car auction. Yeah, or at least like a varied car auction. Yeah. Because we don't want to go and bid on P1s, do we? But but we would like, you know, stuff that's like five, ten grand for a bit of a laugh, like a Lancia Delta or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. That yeah. we could buy. Not a regular, not the regular BCA auction. We don't want to go to that. No. Just normal. Well, this is the one that's, the one that I found is, I mean, maybe I'm plugging it a bit too hard. It's called Classic Car Auctions. Yeah. And it's Everyman Classics. And it's happening at... The Birmingham NEC and the other car that I spotted on it. Firstly, they've got a Tommy Mack and an Evo coming up. Amazing. I'm really, pl- by the way, this is not a paid promotion. I just got really carried away be. last. <laughs> it should be. Hey, uh, Classic Car Auctions, if you want to sponsor an episode of Behind the Glass, get in touch. A Mercedes Benz SL65, the 2005 shape. So the sort of like, yeah, yeah. not the box one, the sexy sort of one. SL, that's the Zonda engine, bro. Mm. 
That's a that's thirty to thirty five grand. They're saying. I mean, an ugly car, in my opinion, but a rare car. Good condition. They're talking about this one's got fifty six thousand miles, six hundred and four horsepower from a V twelve, mate. But it's twin turbocharged, so you wouldn't get the same noise as the. I mean, that Zonda. is absolutely astronomical if that goes wrong. That car. Like, oh, it's life-changing money. Yeah. If you're a normal person that's looking to spend 35 grand on a car, you're do not trouble. buy that one. Steer clear. For but this God's is the danger. I mean, this is the fun of auctions, but the danger. And that's what I mean. I've never I've never been and like got involved, but there was some stuff in there that you look at it and then, okay, the estimate is 30 grand. But if people are just not moving and it's like, there's a few no reserve cars at the top. They're like, are just hilarious, mate. Uh, Cayenne Turbo S. Like, no reserve. Yeah, I mean, there can't be a reserve. Mercedes-Benz 500E, that's the one they developed with Porsche. Um, and it's from uh, Rowan Atkinson. It's a Rowan Atkinson car. No reserve. How jokes is that? I don't want it, but come on, mate. We should oh, nor does anyone else with no. no reserve. Okay, that is a plan for this year. Once Corona allows us to do mass gatherings and we can go to an auction, you and I are going to go to an That'd auction. That'd be hilarious. And we have to buy a car. That will be the thing. We ha- we'll give us a bu- like, a, a, like a 10 grand, five grand each. Fair. And we'll buy a car together. Okay. If we can't afford, you know, we might get outbid, but we'll try and buy a car together. That'll be hilarious. It'll be hilarious, right? It will be okay. so funny. Coming soon. <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> let's get into uh, what I've been up to this week. And uh, well, firstly, I'll just pause and say, Tony, have you done anything more interesting this week apart from buy and sell cars? Not really, no. Okay, cool. So let's come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> just thought I'd check. Uh, because yes, I drove a Lamborghini Yudas. Good car. Oh my God. I'm actually going to do this. Oh no, that didn't work. Yeah, I banged my like head on the, first on the headphones, on the microphone. No. Why do you like it? <sighs> because it's modern, fast, looks quite good for an SUV. Um, I mean, the first experience I had was a couple of years ago when they first come out and I went on a Lamborghini tour in the Purple Manti. And we, there was there was lead cars. They hadn't been released yet. There mm-hmm. were lead cars. They were still, like, testing them. And they were so fast across the ground. Like, we was in Italy, so the roads aren't always great. So, but we was all in, uh, you know, Aventadors and Performantes and stuff, and we were struggling to keep up with them, mate. They are so fast. The only thing is, is that after about 20 minutes, they all cook their brakes because yeah. they're so heavy. So heavy, yeah. like 2.6 yeah, yeah, yeah. tons or something. Something or? like that. But it's an impressive bit of kit. And they've yes. held their money. Make, make their, the, if you bought one list, you get your money back. You're doing pretty well. Much, pretty I mean, much, yeah. And you can't say that about a lot of cars these days. Absolutely not. So, you know, I, I shrug and I go, ugh. But you know what? It was an eye-opening experience getting behind the wheel of one, firstly. I think a lot of, I think I'd, prejudged it. I think I misunderstood it. And the biggest revelation to me was reading Lamborghini's official description for it on their own website. Because before I'd gotten in one, first I kind of thought it was ugly, but that's, you know, that's my own opinion. But also I didn't think it was a Lambo. I sort of annoyed me. I was like, oh, the engine is weird and Lamborghinis aren't supposed to be usable SUVs. They're supposed to be stupid and uncomfortable and ridiculous. And that's what it is. <laughs> I actually no, it's an Audi. It works. No, but I think the ride is too hard. I didn't like the ride. I thought it was uncomfortable. 23 inch wheels. 23 inch wheels. Yeah, like yeah. stupid. You feel every single little bump. Yeah. The gearbox is cumbersome in the, in the non-sporty modes. It's a bit sort of lurchy and weird. Can't make its mind up. It's, 
aggressively loud, but not. I don't like the noise. It reminds me of being in a Mercedes or an Audi. It's very sort of turbo, very all those crackles and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and all of these elements were like, well, they've tried to make this sort of practical SUV, but they haven't. What they have done is they've made a Lamborghini. And so I then went onto the website and I read, this is the overview from Lamborghini.com. The soul of a super sports car and the functionality of an SUV, the Lamborghini Urus is the world's first super sport utility vehicle. Unmistakably born in the house of the Raging Bull, Urus is a revolutionary vehicle with extreme proportions, cutting edge design, extraordinary driving dynamics and heart pounding performance. Urus is pure Lamborghini. And actually, I agree. It is through and through a Lambo in the sense where it's a bit uncomfortable. It's super loud. It's all about attention grabbing. You feel cool walking up to it in the car park, driving it. You're like, oh yeah, look at me and my Lambo. And so for Lamborghini owners who've been dying to have a car with a bit of practicality, they're not losing that Lambo experience. And so for that, I actually think it's genius. So how I sum it up is it, it's, uh, it's an Audi, Mm-hmm. with some Lamborghini character. That's what it is. I think you're right. Yeah. It's got the reliability, the usability, the functionality of the Audi. Yeah, build quality. Exactly. Yeah. A nice place to be, to yeah. sit in. I don't know if sitting in it, it feels like however much you just said they were, 200. So they're 200 grand. Yeah, roughly. 165, I think, list, and then plus, plus options. options. Yeah. You know, I don't think it necessarily feels 200 grand, but let's look at Bentaygas and Cullinans and- Yeah, and, yeah, the know, world's gone mad. The world's gone mad. Yeah. People are prepared to spend that much on SUVs. But, but I think where it's good, as I say, is, is it makes sense. It's not just another expensive SUV. It is a Lamborghini yeah. SUV. And, yeah. and so that is cool. And it is mind-blowingly fast. Yeah. I mean- Bat beep crazy fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's two point six tons. I mean, but it you, goes around a corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. goes around a corner. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, how they make it go that fast in a straight line? I don't know. It, it, so it was a. I spent half the time being like, I don't know how I feel about this car because when I'm thrashing it, I'm so impressed and I love walking up to it and I love taking pictures of it and I love going, oh yeah, that's my Lamborghini outside. But actually, when I'm just cruising around in it, which is when it should be at its best, should be at its most usable, it annoys me. Mm. But that's Lamborghini. That's the Lamborghini bit. So if you bought an RSQ8, yeah. which is basically what it is, it will just do car. There yes. will be no show annoying me. It, it will do everything that the Urus does, but better because there'll be absolutely no character. It'll just be a numb yeah. car. More refined. More refined. But you can't have that in a Lamborghini because it's not what they're about. Yeah. They're, you've they've, got to be frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've got to, it, it, they've got to have it. it you know, they've done well, really, because how do you build character into a mass-produced SUV? I mean, there isn't another one that's like that. No. And, and they have done that, at least. And that's why good. I like it. Because I think even if you look at modern-day supercars, you know, yes, you could look at an R8 and a Huracan and say, oh, it's the same car. But they're not. Lamborghinis do still stand out in yeah. the mix. You know what you're getting when you buy a Lambo, which is my lovely segue <laughs> into... A quite weird emotion that I'm experiencing currently. <laughs> I think I might want to buy a Lambo. Oh, you... <laughs> you are absolutely the last person. The thing is, he doesn't want a purple mandy or nothing. No. He wants something old that's going to break <laughs> to sit alongside that 360 that he's got. So, the car that I've been eyeing up is a Mark I uh, Gallardo Superleggera. Yeah, which is really cool. <laughs> but it's a box. Yes. I love it. 
It's like a box. It's like Edam. Mate, they're, again, let's talk about values. They're being listed at around 80 grand. Yeah. What a steal. Yeah. As a modern classic, like, okay, we're going way back here, like age-wise and stuff like that. And I guess a bit of a challenge to Dali Rival, you could say. Um, but yeah, hardcore, track-focused, the first of the Super Legera lineup. Um, V10, naturally aspirated. Oh my God, E-gear, bit of a downside. But hey, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, cars of that generation, why not? I think it's amazing. I think the idea of it just fills me with joy. You going to get one? Well, okay. Like, I mean, all of this, when I keep talking about these cars that I want to buy, it's nothing that's going to be happening within six months. I don't I think. I mean, you've got to sell your 360 shortly. I mean, you Not, want... uh, uh, are you mad? Wait, what, but you no. want two old shitters. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tony, I like old shitters, Tony. I'm afraid to say. Obviously. This is my jam. <laughs> Basically, anything from like 95 to 2010 is really my sweet spot. <laughs> um, I just think it would be a totally different experience to the 360. And I still actually haven't driven a Mark One Gallardo. And I think some people say that the Gen 2 is, is way better in every way, but maybe like so many cars, it's dialed out a little bit of the soul and character. But I had a weird experience I don't know if I should tease this yet because the video's not coming out for a while. I've got a lot of editing to do with it. Basically, I drove a Murcielago SV. I won't say what I drove it up against or with or blah, 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 but I drove a Murcielago SV. And for the first... back? Mate, for the first 10 minutes, I was laughing at how just ridiculously horrific... Like an SV, right? Just oh. like a normal Ventador SV. Mate, worse. Yeah. A million times. The thing is just, I mean, you're sitting sideways and yeah, it's yeah. not... Lurchy is an understatement. The clutch just... Oh, anyway save that for the main channel video which is coming soon um but once i blatted it on a road coarser mode i mean i can't stop thinking about it yeah yeah i genuinely it's three days later i can't stop thinking about my experience that much like yeah. sv and whilst that's like 300 grand so way out of my budgets ever a, a sort of 80 grand or maybe even 100 grand Skyada Superleggera at some point this year, hashtag let's see if Corona ends the world, might be possible. But it's not to replace something. It would be hopefully to, you know, an to addition. add an addition. Hashtag magnitude finance, help a brother out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, my, my hope and plan is that at the end of the summer, I'll be able to buy an, another car if I work hard enough. Um, and yeah, now the reason I want to bring this up with you is when we've spoken about your performante, you've just, you know, oh mate, great car, great, great car. It is a good car, yeah. But you always say, I'll never own another Lamborghini. And so that's what I wanted to boil down with you. Why have you got that? After now going through this Lamborghini experience, why do you now feel that way? Because I prefer Ferrari. Why? Because just every, everything Ferrari stands for as a package. So values... Um, cost of ownership, um, even down to servicing and stuff, mate. Um, Lamborghini's just too much money. Like, I know that people are blit on and go, well, you're lucky you've even got supercar, blah, 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 blah. But when, you're, when you go to work and you, and you work hard and you earn money and you've got two manufacturers and one's costing you a lot more than the other, it's not a little bit more, it's a lot more, why wouldn't you buy the other one that's not costing you any money? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. The reason why people who have worked hard and have money in this world, it, it, it's because they're not stupid with it. Mm. You know, a, a, a fool and his money is easy parted. Someone told me oh. that one. Oh, that's true. You wrote that down, didn't you? No, I didn't write it down. I just remembered it. Well done. It's on the back of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to get it in. No. Um, yeah, so why would you not? So I 
loved my Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm glad I bought it. It lost me a ton of money, mm-hmm. which is what Lamborghinis do. I didn't think it was going to lose me the money that it did. It cost me a fortune to run and service, where a Ferrari would cost me nothing, okay. not a penny because of the service plans. Sure. Um, you can't extend the warranty on them. Mm-hmm. So when you buy a three or a four-year-old one, depending on what warranties they've got, it costs a fortune to put a warranty on them. And Lamborghini don't do extended warranties, so you get a, for, for want of the better terms, an RAC warranty. So... You know, they're not even backing their product. Yeah. Same with McLaren. So, yeah, let's not get into that word. No, no, no. But, but it's the same. Like, why would you. I, I, I worry for Ferrari a little bit, if I'm honest. We need to do this Ferrari. I know. The Ferrari special is coming, but we've got to kind of prep for it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I I'd, I'd worry for Ferrari a little bit because they are bringing out too many cars and they are starting to lose more money than they. It's abnormal, mm. the money that they're losing now. But I just think that's car, big cars in general because there's just too much choice and there's too many mm. cars on the market. But. Yeah, that's why I went by another Lamborghini. But do you not think, and, and I've always said this is almost like a down point, uh, that the, the Lambo experience can be more visceral than the Ferrari one at times. I think, and again, we're sort of touching, we're, we're, we're skirting around our Ferrari special a little bit, but as Ferrari slightly start to dial out some of their character, apart from maybe arguably some of their special limited cars, mm-hmm. put limited in inverted commas, um, they're getting a tad more bland these days. And... You know me. I like stupid cars, cars that don't make sense, the cars that hurt me. Um, and there's something that I'm finding attractive about this proposition of these Lambos, which I've always been like, oh, bloody Lambos. I've always been quite anti-Lambo. But from that, from eyeing up Superleggeras and then from that Mercy experience, I'm like, and I've driven, a, I drove a Ventadors last year, but it's, they're just stupid. Like they're, they're only good for the quick blast. Like you want to drive to the pub at 10 tenths get out, have a drink, drive back. You don't want to be cruising around town. You don't want to do anything like that, which you can do in Ferraris. But just for that one, you know, like that, I think they're kind of exciting. But the Performante wasn't that. The Performante done everything. Yes. However, you couldn't take it on a track day. It was a track-focused car. You couldn't take it on a track day because it was too loud. You'd get kicked off. Sure. If you went on a trip in it to Europe, you would get your toothbrush in the in the front yes I mean it was so impractical I mean it's so impractical and that's another thing with Ferraris as well they got a half decent boot if you want to do a track day in them you can because they're not as noisy and you can put your crash helmet on I mean you wouldn't Mm. get in a Purple Manti with a crash helmet on it's not a thing that's the only thing I worry about so basically I I think what I need to do to see if I just need to get this out of my system or not is I need to have a go in a Superleggera, a Mark One or, or and or Mark Two. So this is actually my first plead <laughs> to the audience. I want some insight. Firstly, if you've owned a Mark One Garda Superleggera, please drop me a message. Info at seenthroughglass.com. How was it to live with? Like, was it? Did it? Did you bankrupt you? Like, was it okay? What was? Shouldn't sort of- eighty grand. Well, no, not 80 grand, but if you bought it new back in the day at 140 or whatever they were, maybe it did. Mm. Um, and then also, have you got one that I can come and check out and have a go and have a drive in? Like, come and come and hang out? And that's another big difference, again, between Ferrari and Lamborghini. That's just emphasised it. That car is 80 grand. Yeah. The Scud is 200. Well, there you similar go. Similar money list, and yeah. they've gone the other way. Because that's just what they do. That, that's the difference between the two. And I was talking to this, talking about this to the person that I drove the Mercy with. Um, 
they just have never been able to do that. The Lamborghini special models. Look at the Gallardo, and there were millions. Somebody was trying to. I was down at Salmon Furlongers the other day, or so they're just called Furlongers nowadays. Um, they have a 50th anniversary, which is like a Dash Two Superleggera. And they're giving it all the chat. And I was like, but mate, that means nothing. Mm. And there are a million of these versions. Mm. Like, cool car, super cool car. There's a Dash 2, there's a Dash 1, there's a 50th anniversary, there's a Dash 4. There's a, oh, and they've never really done anything for the value of them. Um, there's so, a Balboni, there's one with yeah, a straw. I mean, it's nonstop. They're all right? the same. All the same cars, just painted differently yeah. with different wheel drives. But something about the Superleggera, which I've just been eyeing up. And I feel like there's a part of me which would just like to go through that experience. Maybe I will miserably regret it, absolutely hate it, but I've done Ferrari, which is not going anywhere. I've done Porsche, um, at least in a modern day format. Uh, done, done McLaren. Done McLaren. Aston Martin? I would still love to do an Aston Martin. What um, would you buy? What would you buy? Hmm. I think I would... Uh, I really like the idea of the new manual Vantage AMR, but that's big money that's going to go in the bin. Yeah. So let's go to the old Vantage, because that's kind of like my dream car. I think I'd go V12S, okay. V12 Vantage S. Not DBS? No, see, I've never been a fan of the bigger GT stuff. I drove a Vanquish age ago in America and loved it. But I think Vantage is a bit more me, a bit more small, a bit more compact. So yeah, I would say... I would like all oh, one of those racy V8 Vantages, N430s, I think they called them. Well, we've had a few of them. Tell you what I saw. I saw two GT8 Aston Martin Bristol, 150 grand. Yeah. What is that? I mean... Well, it's Aston Martin. That's yeah. what it is, mate. That, 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 again... They were big money at one point. For 220, 230. I need to do the Aston Martin thing at some point because I've loved that brand for so long and I've banged on about it. But And I would have done New Vantage, but it kind of feels like the moment's passed. I've known so many people who've, who've had them now and they say that after two months, it somehow loses all its character and becomes a bit bland. Really? Yeah, like they're really cool cars, but after two months, it's just it's kind of too... It's like a C63. It's kind of just too good. Mm. And so that's why I like the idea of the manual AMR because I think you'd, you'd stay involved. It mm. would still scare you. It'd feel a bit special and shouty. But as I say, like they're looking at one... They're only two... Oh, I know you don't like it when I say this, but there's only 200 of them. <laughs> Limited car. <laughs> Tony is rolling his eyes. Um, so, you know... It, you can't really find them, but when you do, they're like 170 odd grand or something like that. It's just, it's way too much. Like anyway, so I don't know, but yeah, it would be nice to tick off the Lambo thing at some point in my life just to have given it a go. Yeah. 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 Fair. Okay. So yeah, so that's my plea. That's my shout. Uh, audience, I need you. I need you. Uh, <laughs> if you have Mark one, Gallardo Sublegera or Mark two, I will consider a Mark two uh, for me to come and have a little test drive and have a go. And I would really appreciate it. But also I would love your insights and your knowledge as to running costs and potential issues. Um, obviously don't send me a message if you're in like Venezuela or, or Japan or Wuhan, because uh, it's unlikely I'll be able to come and visit. I am looking for a UK car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, that brings us draw to, uh, that brings this episode to oh my god this it's not working out for me today that's the end of today's episode there we go <laughs> we're done <laughs> we're done we're done really? yeah that went quick apologies for the 15 minutes of sport at the front uh I, ho I hope we didn't lose lots of you um but yeah it's been an interesting episode didn't manage to have time to get around to some of the questions that you guys submitted on Instagram, but that means we can save them up for next week. A uh, couple of guests coming up uh, over the weeks ahead, which we're excited about. And yes, that Ferrari special we keep teasing will happen. We're going to plan it out. We're going to turn up wearing only Ferrari merchandise. I was looking to my shelves to see if we've got any leather. We've got any. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we'll get some. Um, and yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, turn on notifications. Make sure you're subscribed. Give us a thumbs up. And if you're following us, make sure to keep following us on any audio platform that you are. And we'll catch up with you very, very soon. Bye bye. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.